broadcasting from the Stolen Droids Hangout and discussing everything that has been taking place in the geek world over the past 168 hours. Well, give or take, it's the Stolen Droids Podcast. Hello and welcome to Stolen Droids Podcast, episode number 266. I'm not Jean Valjean. And I am. (laughs) I've been looking for you. Oh, I know, right? I'm a very wanted guy. Well, that was Welcome. random. <laughs> it was. I it just came to me as, and I thought, you know what? Let's go with it and see what happens. Your 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 wife is still with child after a full week, and I've been running on three hours of sleep. So this is going to be an odd episode. Yeah, she is still with child, and you know, it's it's crazy. You know, you get those false starts going, and they end up after like two weeks of false starting every day, just kind of pissing you off. Mm-hmm. So now when it's happening, I'm. I'm not sure that I believe it. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, um, you know what I do believe in? I believe in CryptonRadio.com, TrekRadio.net, uh, OpenBookAudio.com, WPCycle.com, Radio KSCR, Geek Factor Radio. I think that's it. Eagle Moss Limited, I think. I don't know. Maybe they don't believe in us anymore. I haven't gotten a ship in a while. Well, I still believe in Harvey Dent. How's that for an outdated reference? Yes. Yes, it is. Like, a, Is that a Billy D. Williams Harvey Dent? Or? No, that's from, what is it, Dark Knight? Okay, I'm just saying. He was in the original Batman, too. He was. He was. A lot of people may have forgotten that or may not know that just because of the fact that they're too young. However, I am old and fartish. Therefore, I recall. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, like I said, we're we're really out of it, and we're recording this episode and then an episode of GGP immediately afterwards, so this is going to be real off the rails. Yeah, and you know, depending on when my wife has her baby, is going to be very dependent. Well, no, let me rephrase that. Depending on when GGP is posted is going to be very dependent on when my wife has her baby. Indeed. Or I should say our baby, because I was involved in the making of it. Yeah, you were involved for three seconds doing the one thing you think of 97% of the day. <laughs> it happens. Uh, nice shirt, by the way. Thank you. Um, it's a BB-8 shirt, in case anyone's wondering. And what's really great is it's a soft BB-8 shirt. So I get the geek thing going on there, and my wife cuddles me like crazy when I'm wearing it. Ooh. I know. Win-win. Hey, yeah, we- you may end up in my situation here in nine months or so. No. Waiting for babies to pop out. If they come out looking like BB-8, I'm going to be freaked. Um, So we have feedback (laughs) from our devoted Ruff, and it's about freaking time. I was starting to think that he had moved on, that he had... he had gave up on us. He found another podcast and he just didn't want to send us the letter. And so he was hoping that we'd take the hint that he didn't feel that way anymore. You know, four and a half years is a long time for him. But no, he's still there. Which is amazing because I keep, I mean, how many hosts have we gone through in the last five years? We've got listeners that are more devoted than some of our hosts. No joke. So he says, hey, guys, I, I've caught up with episodes 264 and 265 recently. In episode 264, you talked about a suspect who's been in solitary confinement without charges for an extended period. You said that was bad. I agree that is bad. But he wasn't being held without cause. The article says exactly why he's in jail. A Philadelphia man has been in jail for seven months and counting after refusing to comply with a court order. Enough said. Refusal to comply with a court order is enough reason to hold him. 
That's true. Uh, he's referencing a news story where a alleged child pornographer had uh, material on his computer or on his uh, iPhone or whatnot, and he was refusing to decrypt it. And because he was refusing to decrypt it, they couldn't prosecute him for it. And so they were holding him in contempt. They were holding him in solitary confinement without charging him with it because because they couldn't. But Ruff is right. The nuance is there is that they weren't necessarily holding him without reason. They had brought things against him. He was in contempt. He was fa- refusing to comply with a court order. And that's what he was being held for. Which still bothers me because... It's, it's a line. It's, it's It's a line. But it's the right side of the line. See, I don't know. It's the Fifth Amendment. The guy's incriminating himself. I don't know how I feel about that one. I think what he's accused of is absolutely horrible, and if it's true, he needs to, like, be destroyed. But, yeah, I don't know. I That doesn't sit right with me. Well, I, with the part that is the, the T's are crossed, the I's are dot, um, is exactly what Ruff says. It's not necessarily that he's being held without being charged, because that is also unconstitutional. He is being charged. He is guilty, except he is being charged and being found guilty of refusing to comply with a court order. Okay. Now, whether or not that court order is unconstitutional, that's then Zahner's point. Yes. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a very loaded problem there. Um, yeah. No easy answer, I believe. Uh, Ruff, thanks for that one. Uh, in episode 265, Zoom, Zook mentions T-Mobile and talks about the streaming not counting towards his data plan. Doesn't that violate net neutrality? Wikipedia says net neutrality is the principle that internet service providers and governments should treat all data on the internet the same, not discriminating or charging differentially by user, content, site, platform, application, type of attached equipment, or mode of communication. I would quote, I would argue that these carriers are treating Parts of the internet differently. Music from this source, free. Music from that source, not free. And if we really want an equal playing field, this sort of deal should be struck down. Cheers. Rough. Uh, You know, you're not the only one. And I remember when they first brought this up, we also asked that question. And... I have no answer. I'll roll with it because it's T-Mobile and I get free Netflix on my phone. Well... (laughs) <laughs> but I don't like the whole net neutrality government regulating stuff, which has been thoroughly established in the past. Well, yes, because you have a different view on it. I, I am in favor of net neutrality. However, I'm not entirely sure this counts. Uh, because, like you said, the Wikipedia article you quoted also says, Internet service providers and governments. T-Mobile obviously isn't a government. Are they an ISP? it's probably a question it's probably totally semantics because obviously they're not yes they're a cell phone company but yeah they are but if they're not categorized one does net neutrality apply to them yeah and that's probably the legal letter they're running on to get through all this but yeah i mean it's splitting hairs. Yeah, it's yeah, interesting. Yeah, thanks, Ruff. Tough call. Thanks for making us think. I don't like to think. Well, yet I you're do. American. He's an enlightened Aussie. True. 
true. Hey, Bruce. <laughs> nice Finding Nemo reference there. Well, it's, of- it's not just Finding Nemo. Okay, so um, Aussies call Brits um, Nigel. Um, Brits yeah. call Aussies Bruce. What do you call Canadians? What do you call us? I don't think I want to know what they call us. I am interested in what they call Canadians. Yeah. They probably yeah. call them just Canucks, like we do. And everyone laughs at the Quebecois, so. <laughs> everyone. Even other Canucks. <laughs> everyone, yeah. Okay, so, into our headlines this week. Um, first up, well, bad news from Facebook. We think. Well, bad news about Facebook. However, Facebook's pretty emphatically denying the allegations. So, if you've never noticed, on the side of your Facebook feed is the trending news section. And it has come to light. There are allegations that have been coming to light saying that the people in charge of that are contractors. They're journalism contractors hired by Facebook, and they curate what goes into that top trending news in the news feed. And that they were encouraged to squash conservative news in the idea of pushing liberal news. Yes. Now, that's a big deal. That's a big deal if they're hiding that. Uh, look, let, let's be honest. You go to Fox News, you're going to get conservative news. If you go, to, I would argue that at this point. However, uh, I, your point is taken. Go with it. Go with it. If you go to Huffington Post, you're going to get liberal news. And even though they all claim to be a news source, they don't really hide the fact that each one shifts or slants towards a particular party or viewpoint. But if Facebook is doing it and not really disclosing that, that's a problem. But here's the problem I see. See, I live in Utah, which is by nature a conservative state. Uh, I have many, many conservative friends um, who really, I think I can count on three fingers the number of super liberal friends I have. Uh, I myself am kind of a right in the middle. I'm a moderate. And the rest of my friends all skew wildly between moderately conservative and so far conservative, I have to actually mute them on my feed. Is that why you never respond to any of my stuff? I don't know what you're talking about. I've never seen you post anything. (laughs) But the things that trend in my news feed are never liberal. They're always conservative. Are they really? They really are. And see, most of the crap that I see, in fact, I'm looking right now what's trending. Ruby Rose. I don't even know who the crap Ruby Rose is. Vanessa Hudgens, uh, Jennifer Lawrence, Kit Harrington, Greg Ellis, John Stamos, Phil Robertson. Okay, there's something about a conservative political thing. All the rest is crap. I don't care about it. Guy Fieri. Jane Fonda, John Stamos. And then Orlando Police Department. I mean, I don't even care about any of this, really. Yeah, see, I got Greg Ellis, Project Spark from Microsoft, Kit Harrington, Jennifer Lawrence, John Stamos, Jane Fonda, Vanessa Hudgens, G-Board from Google, Jimmy Superfly Snooka, uh, and Jessica Jones. 
Hmm. Jessica Jones, huh? Okay, now switch over to the political one. Oh, okay. That was just the top trends. Okay, politics. I have Donald Trump, okay. Vladimir Putin, and Donald Trump. Okay, I've got that one. Facebook trending. I've got that one. Singapore. Uh, nope. Bob Bennett. Yep. George Clooney. Mm, nope. Phil Robertson. Oh, yeah, I do have George Clooney and Phil Robertson. Macklemore. Nope. Um, Venezuela and gender identity. Yep, yep. Oh, and I do have Donald Trump, it looks like. Yeah. I've also got Greg Abbott and Facebook trending. See, it's like, I don't think they're actually quashing this. And this isn't me trying to make light of this, because this is a problem. If this is real, it is a problem. Now, why is it a problem? It's a problem because, um, how do I explain this? Kind of it's a gut feeling problem, which is something I don't usually like to go off of. I personally believe it's a problem because this isn't a news site. This is something masquerading as something else, something that everyone uses. It'd kind of be like your kid coming home from school, and they tell you all about the field trip they took to the farm where they learned that big name pharmaceutical companies are pumping our agricultural products full of steroids and horrible things to make us sick all because they hate mother earth and they're trying to get us hooked on their smack. <laughs> right. That's a, yeah, that's a really, I just pulled that out of, out of my butt, but you don't send your kids to school for a heavily slanted political message that highlights one very, very specific point of view. Sometimes you get that anyway, depending on where your kids go to school, but it's not supposed to be that way. You know what I'm saying? Facebook isn't a news site. No, it's not. And so you shouldn't expect to get one dominant political position embedded in it. At that point, it feels manipulative. It feels subliminal. Now, there, some of the allegations that have come out are that conservative posts were removed, uh, which is interesting because Stephen Crowder, who's a um, conservative comedian, does a podcast. He actually has paid to have posts promoted and things like that that, were, that they cashed the check on and the posts were taken down. Yeah. Um, and... and that's bad in my that's that's I mean that's straight up theft if you ask me. That's bad from a business standpoint because no one's going to advertise with you if their advertisements never get shown. And exactly. there have been um there have been issues like our friend Larry Korea has said flat out that he's been censored on places like Twitter and occasionally on Facebook where his stuff gets taken down or there was a problem publishing a tweet or a problem publishing a post and then suddenly it's gone. It's offline. Yeah. And the problem is, is that, and I'm not calling Larry a liar because I believe him. Believe it or not, uh, he, he's actually a man of pretty high integrity. He just has very, very strong opinions on certain values, but he is never dishonest. Th- that is one thing he is. He is never dishonest. But it's hard to prove. And it if, is hard to prove. And if this is true, what Facebook is doing, it's hard to prove this as well. I'm not saying yeah. it's not happening. I'm just saying it's hard to prove. Yeah, it is hard to prove. Now, you might be surprised, but I actually don't have a problem with them censoring and manipulating the trending topics and whatnot. 
they're a private institution. They can do what they want. If they don't want somebody's voice to be heard, that's entirely within their rights. I don't like the fact that, for one, they may or may not, well, may not be honest about that fact. Two, they're posing as something they're not, which you alluded to. And three, people are paying for their posts to be seen and they're not being seen because they have a a dissenting viewpoint from whomever is curating that trending topic. And I think that's the big problem right there. It is whoever is curating it. Because I'll bet you that whoever moderates these things, both on Twitter and on Facebook, changes from day to day. And... The bias, the natural bias we all have, our own viewpoint, changes with the moderator. Yeah. So if you have someone who's super liberal one week, says, nah, that's that's a trash article. We're not going to post that. And then the super conservative guy comes in the next week or on the next shift and says, oh, no, yeah, no, I heard about that story. That's That's a legitimate news story and throws it up there. Your feed could vary wildly, and there doesn't seem to be any set – uh, um, standard. Yeah. yeah, it's really. Um, I, I don't like that. You know, if they want to say yes, this is who we are. This is what we do. Great. More power to you. You're a private. Co- well, they're publicly traded, but I mean, it's a company. They can do what they want. They don't have to let other voices be heard. Just True. Be straight about it. Just uh, be honestly. Let us know what you're doing. Just get rid of the trending section anyway. I just assume it's all ads. <laughs> That's true. And see, like I don't even bother with it because I see this crap. I mean, I read what was in my top ten trending. It's garbage. I have no use for any of it. And so, I mean, if yeah, it's just it's stupid. Yeah. Stupid. Sorry, Facebook. Typically, I'm on top of the trending news before you are. Just saying. Yeah. Um, hey, let's take a hard right turn into the world of the surreal, shall okay, we? Okay, let's do it. Tunisia, which evidently collectively had a stroke, um, has a free-to-play game where you have to protect your cows. You have to protect your herd of cows while simultaneously sending UFOs to other people's herds to try and abduct or mess with their cows. Well, a couple in Tunisia won. Um, they, they had the highest score and they won a cow, like a real cow. <laughs> I just, uh... Wow. You know, we used to joke a lot when Farmville was like a thing about purple cows wandering into your Facebook feed and stuff. This is a flipping real cow. Now, uh, what would you think? You're like sitting there playing. The game is called Bagra. Bagra. Uh, you're sitting there playing this cow game on your phone and all of a sudden a real cow comes into your yard. It's like, I just, I, no, I just wanted some gems, you know? Now we have, we have a local, uh, gas station chain. Uh, here in Utah that advertises itself as the extreme outdoorsy one. And, and if you play it right, you can win a truck or an ATV or a, um, you know, a Jeep Jamboree weekend or whatnot. Or one guy won a Lamborghini, which he promptly crashed. Um, 
but imagine something like that happening here in the U.S. or in Utah, where we're playing and thanks for pumping gas with us. You get a cow. What? <laughs> Why? That's just, Why oh would you do gosh. that to me? Yeah, that's the question. Why would you do that to somebody? I mean, look, I play I, Clash I'll, of Clans, but I don't want an actual barbarian in my home. Yeah, I'll be honest. If I want a cow, I'd take it to the butcher. Oh, yeah. I, I like live across the street and around the corner from a butcher. I would just walk the cow over there, probably ride it because that would just be fun. Um, take the cow over to the butcher and say, here, make me steak. <laughs> right there I, with you. I I just, in fact, I've thought about buying a cow for that very purpose, but not one that's like alive. Yeah, because then you have to gut it, you know, yourself. It's like fishing, you know, isn't it? I just, I'm not an outdoorsy type. I just assume that all <laughs> animal to food conversion happens the same way. Yeah, I mean, I like to fish and I, I can clean a fish with the best of them, but it doesn't mean I enjoy doing it. Isn't that exactly I, how you do it with a cow too? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it catch and release with the cow, is that? <laughs> Crap, he swallowed one of my hooks. Yeah, it's like, oh, shoot. Um, let's move into our favorite subject, Blackberry. I mean, HTC. <laughs> wow, this is this is fascinating to me. So, I remember back in the day when HTC was the phone company to beat. They made good phones. Yeah. And they seem it was them and LG and Sony and Samsung. And they were all fighting and they were all on par with each other. And then Sony made some bad choices and they didn't die off, but they certainly fell back. And then mm -hmm. people realized, oh, hey, these LG ones are really good. They're really high quality. That's they're pretty awesome. Yes. And it seemed to just be between. HTC and LG, except for the fact that then people realized that Samsung's got really good. They became excellent. In fact, the S4 came out and you've mentioned it. You had the S4. It was an incredible phone. S3. S3 is what I had. My oh, wife had, had an S4. Yeah. The S3 liked. and the S4 were excellent phones and I have an S7 now and the S7 is the best phone I've ever owned. And okay, so I guess it's just LG versus Samsung, but surely HTC is still around. In fact, they made a couple Nexus devices, and they were excellent devices. Yes. Um, I actually had a was it a HTC Droid Incredible Two? That was my very first Android smartphone, and after using that, I'll never buy another HTC phone. And maybe that's what's happened here. People have had them. I mean, the M7, the M8, those were good phones. M9, you'd, I didn't really hear much about the M9. More of the same. And yeah, now they just, have the 10, and it looks really nice, but it's not pulling people over. And they found that between Q1 of 2015 and Q1 of 2016, they went from a $41.5 billion revenue down to 148 yeah, that's awful. Like, that's so ridiculously bad. You'd think that maybe the financial company who's reporting this made a mistake. Yeah, they forgot the denominator. Um, <laughs> I moved yeah, I mean, the decimal six, point wrong. Yeah, that's a 64% drop. That is, oh my gosh. 
Oh my gosh, how do, how do you do that? How do you do that? Now, now I should point out too that the a billion is actually in new Taiwanese dollars, so it works out to four hundred and sixty dollar million U.S. Yeah. So, so what's going to happen with these guys? Are they done? Are we just going to see this slide, or are they going to be able to pull it out? I uh, see. The problem is, is that LG and Samsung have other business divisions to fall upon. LG has their home appliance and their personal electronics and different components as well. They make individual components. So does Samsung. Samsung makes RAM chips. They're in computers everywhere. They make NAND memory. They make actual components. Plus, then they have their home entertainment lines. Plus, their computers. Plus, you know, it's like you can't kill the company just by releasing a crappy phone. Yeah. HTC, on the other hand, you can. Because if you release a crappy phone and no one buys it, the only way you can recoup from that is by making a better phone and getting people to buy that one instead or a tablet. You know, and HTC isn't coming out with a TV next week. I don't know what they're going to do. I don't think we can afford to have a world where we don't have HTC or another company come up and take their place. Um, if they continue to operate like this, uh, chances are good we're going to see some other company who previously was maybe one of the lower ones, like ZTE or something, come up and purchase HTC. That would be interesting because, you know, ZTE is pretty big in China. They're just starting to come over to the U.S. Yeah, and they're, they're typically known as the cheapo phones here in the U.S., the, the yeah. lower end. Yeah. But they're profitable. They are. And if they were to buy HTC's assets, that gives them a huge foot in the door into the the big game, the big league, as it were. Interesting. I Yeah, I hadn't considered that. Wouldn't it be awesome if, like, BlackBerry and HTC merged? And mutually kill each other <laughs> yeah that that would be that would be fun htc and blackberry merging would be like two entering the ring and neither coming out <laughs> oh that would be good times you know it'd be like the it'd be like the the, the end of gladiator you know where walking phoenix has stabbed him in the stomach and in the end russell crowe kills him but he dies anyway so there is no victor or isn't there? Uh, us. You know, us. Looking, we are the victors. Looking, <laughs> looking at that film, though, I, I dare say that Russell Crowe was the victor. But In principle, but it's hard to feed your employees on principle. It is. When you're dead, it's tough to say you won. Here you are. Feed your children more principle. Eat more principle. You'll be fine. And sorry about the spoilers there, guys. Yeah, Russell Crowe dies. Yeah, I, I know that the movie's been out, what, like 15 years or something so come on let's be honest though russell crowe hasn't had a a really really good role since that role where he was the virtual killer that comes out of a computer to kill denzel washington oh i forgot about that i I just think of him as gladiator and javert that's it yeah he's a horrible javert um oh come on yeah he was he was really really bad I'm I'm a Norm Lewis guy myself. Wow, and I'm straight. As an arrow. <laughs> 
So you know how a lot of companies are always going on and on about, well, user security is our top priority, and we're really sorry that these billions and billions of usernames were leaked, and but we're fairly certain that no data was compromised, but really we need users to be smarter about their passwords and blah, 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 blah. Do you know who sees more than 10 million cyber attacks a day and never complains and never fails? That would be Microsoft. Yeah. Good for them. I mean, yeah, it sucks that you're getting hit by 10 million cyber attacks a day, but if they're able to withstand 10 million attacks per day, they're doing something right. Yeah. Um, And if you're wondering, well, how is that the case? Well, remember that they have their Azure system. They have the Xbox Live system. They have Azure Active Directory. They have Office 365. Plus, then they have their live system as well. So they have email. They have online documentation. They have video game systems. They have Active Directory systems online. There's a lot of authentication problems that can go wrong. And people are attacking it just around the clock. Yeah. Now, it's not to say they're perfect. But I've never heard them complain. Yeah, I you don't hear about that and you don't hear about breaches either with Microsoft. Nope. I mean it's it's not like they come out and say, "Oh, well, you know, we were compromised and 20 million accounts were stolen and sold to the Russian mob via the Chinese." It was found that uh, Zoner has an account with us and immediately upon finding his account, we realized we actually had 20 million breaches as well. <laughs> That's probably true. Oh, speaking of that, I noticed um, one of our listeners, who was it? Was it Nathan? Nathan Little? I can't remember. But one of our listeners wished uh, Colin a happy birthday this week on Facebook with the hashtag Hacks Honor. Yeah. Now, acor- Thanks for that. Appreciate according it. to Colin, he got a girl for, for his birthday. And not a blow up one. <laughs> Which we know is a lie. You know, I've actually seen pictures of this girl. She's cute. Yeah, I'm going to introduce you to a show called Catfish. (laughs) No, he works with her. So he's like seen her in person and stuff. Don't worry, though. You don't know her. She's from our Canadian office. Yeah, yeah. My Canadian co-worker. Um, (laughs) Congrats, though, Colin, and happy birthday. Indeed. You're quickly becoming our age while we're staying the same. Yes, because we bathe in the blood of virgins just like and past hosts. And past hosts. <laughs> wow. <laughs> One in the same. <laughs> wow, we're just kind of dicks, aren't we? Uh, speaking of, um, the fingerprint <laughs> scanner on your phone. Did you know it's not just a fingerprint scanner? <laughs> Did you like how he set that up? Yeah. Um <laughs> Yeah, so it turns out that this thing can read patterns in any kind of skin from anywhere. So if you're weird, I guess, and you want to like set it up to read the skin on your cheek, so every time you unlock your phone, you basically have to wipe your, your phone against your cheek. Sure, do that. Um, I, that seems it like it also works below the waist. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to see somebody. Well, I wouldn't love to see it, but I think it would be entertaining to see somebody try and unlock their phone using, I don't know, some genitalia part or whatnot. 
at the grocery store and just watch the hor- horrified looks on everyone's faces. It's like, as yeah, the cops tackle him. No, don't touch to pay with that thing. Now I, I just saw where it's been. It's like your dog trying to scratch itself on the carpet. Only with the phone, you know? Oh, that's awful. Swipe to pay takes on a whole horrible, horrible connotation. <laughs> oh, that's gross. Look at me. I use my phone like the human people do. <laughs> but yeah, somebody actually discovered this. They tried some Redditor. It figures it's a Redditor. And I'll bet you it was a drunken bet. Uh, yeah, probably. Um decided to test various body parts on the fingerprint reader of the S7. And uh, yeah, it um you can you can register and unlock a Galaxy S7 with your penis. Yeah, fun fun. <laughs> Out of context quote for a thousand, please Alex. <laughs> yeah, that's um just use your freaking finger, okay? <laughs> I don't even use the face unlock because that makes me look weird. I look like a freak trying to unlock my phone with my face because it has to be level with me. It basically has to look like I'm giving myself a selfie every time I try to unlock my phone, which makes me look like an idiot. Just use your fingerprint, dude. Yeah, that's generally the way to go. Now, I I like this. He decided after being successful with, with that to try others. And it led to other articles. Uh, the first title that came up was, You won't believe which testicle this guy used to unlock his phone. And to save you from the clickbait, it was left. <laughs> who does this? Drunk people. Drunk people, that's who does this. He better not bet his left nut on anything, because then he won't be able to get into his phone. Now, Zoner's probably going to edit this all out, but he's actually hacking up a lung right now. Yeah. He's He has the Schmitty laugh going right now. He's laughing oh, so hard. He's bad. Yeah. This is bad. I mean, this, this article is like making me choke just reading it. <laughs> oh, the jokes are there. The jokes are strong with this one. Yeah, I'm just being highly inappropriate at this point, which is fun. Because, you know, it's me. The jokes, they want to come, but. (laughs) (laughs) Let's move on. Okay, so you know what pisses people off that you wouldn't think pisses them off? Black links. And that's not like Black Lives Matter or anything. Ooh, show title, Black Links Matter. That's awesome. Google is trying out a different color scheme for its search results, which makes zero sense. Okay, this isn't me just trying to poo-poo on Google. It really does make zero sense. What's the first thing we learn about the Internet? Other than it's for porn. (laughs) Rule 34, I guess that would fall into that. Yeah. If it's underlined and it's blue, it's a clickable link. Yep. If it's purple and underlined, it probably means it's a link you've already visited. Yep. If it's red and underlined, it's one you're in the process of visiting. This meant something more when you're on dial-up and it was slower. If it's just black, then it is just straight text for reading. Yep. So why on earth would Google 
test out a feature or a function that turns all of its search results into just straight black text. I'm going to go with because they're sick of only pissing off Europeans. (laughs) They've decided to reach back (laughs) out to their home country, the motherland. Yeah, yeah, let's piss off the Americans as well. You know, I worry that we're only pissing off the Europeans. I feel like we need to be more patriotic and piss off Americans, too. Yeah, yeah. So why not? This is a horrible, horrible, horrible idea. And it's not just me saying that. Evidently, the entire Internet has reached out to Google in the form of horrible emails, tweets, feedback, Facebook comments, everything. Um, It's just no one likes it. It's bad. It's all sorts of bad. And you know, I I don't lose my mind over this like a lot of people do. I understand, you know, yeah, blue text is a link and I'm not I'm not losing my mind. Um this isn't something that has me seeing red with seething rage, but it is quite confusing to me. It inherently breaks the formatting that everyone inherently knows. You used inherently twice in that sentence. Well, I mean it that much. <laughs> it's like it does. It's one of those human things. If you're human, you know that when you come to a stoplight and it's red, that means stop. It doesn't matter what country you're in, what side of the road you drive on. It doesn't matter if the traffic lights are up and down or side to side. If it's red, it means stop. Yeah. It's like saying, oh, these traffic lights don't have red. They have gold. They See, have that's gold. close to yellow, though. They, oh, okay, they have purple. Yeah, that, that would screw people up. They, they have purple and lighter purple. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> oh, that lighter purple. Hit the gas. The light's turning light purple. Yeah. Oh, never mind. Sorry, that was the sun glare. It it was dark purple. Yeah, I honestly don't know why they would do this. I, I don't. I mean, it's like you said, we've been taught for the last how many years, decades, that blue is a clickable link. So why would you all of a sudden take away the blue and just make it black and confuse the crap out of everybody wondering why their search results are a bunch of non-clickable Plain text, yeah. Yeah. For the record, um, on the whole Black Lives Matter thing, a lot of news sources have started abbreviating that to uh, BLM. Stop doing that. That's confusing to people in Utah, where the BLM is the Bureau of Land Management, and we can't figure out why the BLM is constantly rioting and killing people. Um, (laughs) Other than the Bundys. Yeah, it's like, no, if any government agency is killing people and going crazy on riots, it should be the post office. I don't understand what the Bureau of Land Management has that's got them so upset. Wow, I I haven't heard about a post office shooting for a while. If if Ashley, who is one of our listeners and also a a letter carrier, uh, if she is listening... uh, why are you guys not shooting the place up anymore? I mean, they made video games about that. Oh, because all the crazy ones went to go work at the BLM. Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. Okay. Yes. Um, we should have put this one up there with the penis phone above. We're going to lose our family-friendly rating. but uh, Yeah, this is kind of a PG-13 show now. Tonight. Three hours of sleep, dude. Three hours of sleep. It's, it's 11, 12 p.m. I slept for three hours last night. 
I've been packing up my house like crazy today. So I'm out of it. I have no filter. That's okay. You'll move soon. Uh, yeah, then it'll all be better. Um, Verizon has released a new update for the Galaxy S7 on their network. And it's awesome because it introduces a new bit of bloatware, which goes ahead and installs more bloatware. I hate Verizon because of this very thing. You know, I, I've got two cell phones. I've got my work phone, which is a Galaxy S6 on Verizon's network. And I've got my personal phone, which is a Nexus on T-Mobile's network, Nexus 5. I I like the whole Nexus model where you just get Android and no bloatware. And the way that Verizon bloats their phones just is disgusting to me. There's so much of it there and you can't do anything with it. And now the S seven can't be rooted at this point. Can it, or have they found a way around it? I don't know. They may have, but, uh, but to, to my knowledge, no, it's not a rootable phone. And so you're stuck with the bloatware cause you can't root your phone and uninstall it. Well, now to be fair, this bloatware is uh, from a company called uh, digital turbine, uh, and it's called Ignite. And other companies have used it in the past, and it allows them to push apps that can be uninstalled later to individual phones. This is what they use to push things like Candy Crush to certain phones. You know, yeah. uh, Candy Crush is a uh, um, a partner with Verizon or whatnot, or they pay to have their game pre-installed on certain phones, and they use Ignite to do it. But you can always go back in and uninstall it later. But it's still a pain in the butt. It is. And it, the phone is so good. It's so good. And even the bloatware apps that are on mine, I use most of them, actually. The S Health, the Samsung Health, I use that app all the time. See, I don't consider that bloatware, though, because that actually serves a purpose. A lot of the Samsung stuff serves a purpose. Right. It's the T-Mobile stuff that's crap. Yeah, or or the Verizon stuff. Yeah. That- so, I don't know. Uh, good job, Verizon. Uh, we appreciate that. Way to, way to be consistent. Yeah. Um, I, there is no segue for this. So sausage, sausage, which can <laughs> unlock your phone. <laughs> ah, yes. So, um, people use PayPal for a lot of things. I've used PayPal since like 99. Um, I haven't used it much lately there. I just don't need it anymore. I, I still use it pretty frequently, but yeah, I, I've, I've been with PayPal since the beginning and that's not me trying to be like the, the original gangster hipster or anything. It's just, I've seen them through a lot of different times, a lot of different owners, a lot of different problems. Yeah. And, uh, one of the new ones is, uh, people being stupid and paying for things on crowdfunding sites like Kickstarter or Indiegogo or whatnot. And when people, I'm convinced that this isn't a PayPal problem. This is a people problem, and this is a, um, a crowdfunding problem. When you donate money through a crowdfunding site, you're essentially gambling. Yes. You're saying, I may never see these $5 back. I may never see a return on them. Um, for all I know, you're a Nigerian prince, a legitimate Nigerian prince. I just think that this story you've told me is worth my $5. That's what you're doing. What people seem to be taking it as is, oh, this is this thing. And if I give you $5, I'm going to get something back in return for it. 
And let's say that the original um, Kickstarter, we'll, we'll say it's a Kickstarter, right? They're going to make um, a smart car that call comes when it's called and it goes and picks up your lunch for you just the way you like it on its own. So when you're at the office, it can go and get you a drink or go and get you. It's a great car. You know, they're going to call it Fido and they're going to cost $10,000 each and they're going to run on wishes and dreams and the tears of orphans. And that's all the unicorn poop. Don't forget unicorn, unicorn poop. poop. Yes. Unicorn poop. Um, and you say, yeah, sign me up. I'm going to put $2,000 towards that. And let's say they had the best of intentions and they were almost there. But you know what? The EPA told them that they couldn't make this car anymore because unicorn poop turns out to be highly toxic to human beings. And you can't find it anywhere in the U.S. You have to go to like Tunisia um, to get it. And so the federal government has shut them down. They can't make this car. They can't make Fido. We're really sorry. Well, guess what? You don't get your $1,000 back or $2,000 back. That's just how it is. Now, if they want to, they can, but they don't have to. Yeah. And that's saying everything's on the up and up. What happens when it comes out and they say, oh, yeah, no, we lied. There's no such thing as unicorn poop. So, of course, we didn't, couldn't make a car that ran on it. And, heck, we ran out of orphans after the first tank. Yeah, and a lot of people don't understand that. They think that going to a Kickstarter and giving them money is the same as going to Walmart or to Target or to the gas station and giving them money. Right. That you are guaranteed a product in exchange for your currency. Well, when they don't get it, they open up a complaint with PayPal because PayPal guarantees a lot of transactions. Yes. Not anymore. PayPal is sick of it. So they have now made that ineligible in their terms of service. If you use your PayPal account to gamble, buy things from the government, which is an odd thing to throw in there, or pledge it towards crowdfunding, that transaction is no longer protected by PayPal's terms of service. You're still welcome to use it. You're still welcome to do it. But if it turns sideways on you, and it will, PayPal will no longer guarantee it. Yeah. I think that's wise. I don't know anyone who's complaining about this. Probably because I would hope they know in their heart of hearts they'd sound like an idiot. Yeah. That's just... Yeah. I, I Good for PayPal on this. You gotta draw the line somewhere. Yeah. Um, you, moved, you moved the headline here, and I'm gonna move... I, sorry. I'm gonna move that here to the side, because... I, I thought it was appropriate where it went. No, it wasn't. It's totally inappropriate. Um, okay, so this is interesting. A company called Nikola wants to be the Tesla of semis. That's what all the different headlines say. This company wants to be the Tesla for the semi world. Well, the problem is, is that the company's name is Nikola. Yes. As in Nikola Tesla. Yes. They couldn't come up with a different name. Apparently not. How about all very creative? Because this truck rendering that they've given, I swear if it does not turn into a giant fighting robot, it's really missed its calling. Yeah, I concur. It's it almost looks though like an RV. uh, um, It's I I don't know. It's futuristic. It's very futuristic. And according to it, it never has to be charged. 
Um, it has a 2000 horsepower hybrid system. It's all electric, but it does have a 150 gallon fuel tank on board. It's a fuel uh, agnostic system. So it doesn't care what kind of fuel you give it because it just uses it to run a turbine to charge the generator and charge the batteries. Which is how it avoids the whole charging thing. Right. It's genius in theory. Um, the idea is too that uh, electric motors would be far more uh, efficient hauling loads up uh, large inclines or going down. It has all the regenerative braking. So when it needs to slow down or needs to go down a large hill, it's just really just charging the batteries again. And honestly, if anything needs an upgrade, it's time for the, uh, it's time for the semis of the world to get it. But yeah. I've never heard of this company before. And the renders have- look like they're from 1997. Yeah, it's interesting. I've never heard of them either. But the cool thing about this, they say that with the electric motor in these trucks and 100,000 gallons of natural gas, you can put a million miles. I mean, that's that's insane. A million miles on a vehicle. Wow. Indeed. I mean, that right there seems like a bad business model to me. <laughs> you know, you think about it. You sell somebody a truck for $375,000 and they can then drive a million miles on it. At what point are you going to go out of business because nobody needs to come buy trucks? That's just you when know? you set up really bad predatory financing for the uh, trucks themselves. Uh, yeah, or or they set other stuff that's going to break that's only proprietary, you know. Oh, you want the steering wheel? That one costs extra. It's all yeah, extras, my friend. Steer? Now, let's talk about undercoating because these babies will rust up on you like that. Yep. And, you know, keys? How shut you up, Gil. Shut up. Close the sale. <laughs> ah, Simpsons. Um, speaking of Tesla, there's a man, unfortunately, in Utah who says that uh, Tesla's summon model or summon feature, which just seems like a bad idea all around, um, mysteriously forced his Tesla to crash. And he has pictures of it. This guy was in Utah. I didn't realize that. Oh, yeah. He's, he's here in Utah. And uh, he says it's a mystery and that Tesla needs to figure out what happened and uh, investigate it thoroughly to make sure it doesn't happen to other people because it must be really, really, really bad. Unfortunately, I don't think you realize Tesla keeps really, really documented logs of everything that happens. And it turns out this guy completely misused the feature entirely, either knowingly doing crashing his car or just being a grade-A idiot and running his car autonomously into the back of a semi. Like They were able to say that at this point, you turned on the summon mode. Three seconds later, you took your foot off the brake. Five seconds after that, you opened the driver's side door. Three seconds after that, you closed the door. You didn't open the door again for three minutes and 45 seconds. It's like they they have it down to the second. They know everything that happened. And the picture it paints is not pretty. Pretty much he parked it in behind a semi after turning on the summon feature and then walked away. The car tried to pull forward and park itself, evidently in the tailgate of a semi. 
And when he came back three minutes later, he couldn't figure out how it had crashed. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, That's embarrassing is what that is. So uh, evidently the summon feature is an idea that if you have a parking space that is too narrow for you to pull into and be able to open your door to get out, you can get out of the car beforehand, turn on the summon feature, and it will pull the car forward for you into the parking space. But you have to be there watching it because if you hit a button on your key fob, it will cancel the entire procedure. Just in yes. case something goes wrong. It's also really nice if someone pulls up alongside you too close in a parking lot and you can't get into your car. You hit summon and the car will back out of the parking spot on its own, allowing you to get into the driver's side door again. Which sounds like witchcraft to me. It but does. And in my tiny little plebeian mind, I think that there's no way that's a good idea. But obviously it's been tested or else it would never have made it onto a U.S. vehicle. Yes. So... Yeah, it's a pretty cool feature. I for, I mean, I haven't used it, but it sounds like a cool feature as long as you're paying attention and Indeed. not stupid. Um, And our last headline is from Google again. Amazon and their Echo have been taking the home automation world by storm. They keep adding more and more features to it. And it's turning into something... Unlike what anyone was expecting, it's becoming really popular. Well, Google can't have any of that. So they're coming out with their own, and it is rumored to be codenamed Chirp. I like that. I like that, too. I think that's a good name. I think Echo's a good name, too, actually. I think these are very well named. It supposedly looks like their current on-hub router system which I haven't heard anything good happening with since it originally came out. Haven't really heard much about it, period. Well, that, that's true. I shouldn't say that because it makes it sound like I've heard horrible things. I haven't heard anything. Um, they Schmitty even has one. Yeah, Schmitty has one. They haven't released any updates. They haven't enabled the USB port like they said they would. It's just, okay, great. The good news is that if uh, Google is working on something like this, working on something called Chirp, it would use Google services, and they're constantly being upgraded and used. So this is going to be a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. I I think it was only a matter of time before Google Google got into this, and I'm glad to see that they are, and hopefully the Chirp is an absolutely amazing, amazing product. The one problem that I see Google having with the connected home and a system like this is, is that for some reason, Google has not figured out a way to link users together saying, all of these users live here. A lot of Google's connected features all seem to be built on the idea of you have control of your home. You have control of your thermostat or the front door or your TV. Isn't this so convenient for you? Yeah. Well, sure, but what happens when I go to work and my wife is left at home? <laughs> Does suddenly the thermostat stop working and the TV doesn't respond anymore and the door remains locked because it doesn't realize that she's home and she needs to get out too? Yeah. So hopefully something like this would address that problem, much the same way that the Echo has. Yeah, I'm very interested to see how this compares to the Echo once it's out. And if it just completely obliterates the echo in terms of functionality and sales. Here's hoping. 
All right, into our favorites this week, and mine is an Android app that I had never heard of before. It's on iOS, and it's just come to Android. It's called Dark Sky. It's a weather app. Wow, okay, must be a slow news week if my favorite is a weather app. But trust me, this is cool. It's not free, and it's a very interesting subscription model. You do get a two-week free trial, after which it is $2.99 a year. $2.99 per year. It's a little bit more than the iOS version, which is just $2.99, period. Um, and even they admit they're not sure if this subscription model is going to stay. They're kind of testing it out. It's a new thing for them. Here's why I like it, though. And I'm probably going to end up paying the subscription fee. They advertise it as being hyper-local. Well, what does hyper-local mean? Well, I've opened it up right now. It says it's 11.29 p.m. It lists my specific address not my zip code, my address. It is currently 66 degrees and falling. It is partly cloudy. It is partly cloudy for the hour. The nearest, oh, my phone just turned off. The nearest precipitation is three miles to the southeast. At 1 a.m., it'll be 63 degrees and mostly cloudy with an 11% per chance of precipitation. At 3 a.m., 61%. 5 a.m., 58% yeah, percent degrees. Overcast, 19% chance. And it goes like this on and on and on. On sunrise is in six and three quarter hours. It has things down to the minute, and it gets this ways style. So it pulls information from all installed users plus national weather services plus Google services, everything. It can even pull the barometric pressure from your phone and use it to pull to upload that data and get an idea, a better idea than some weather channels as to what is happening in your area. And I love it. You get a widget, you get the notifications. If you need a weather app, I can't find one better. So check it out. Um, Sorry to rain on your parade. You might want to check out weather timeline. Screw you, man. <laughs> no, I actually installed uh dark skies and I do not like their subscription model. I understand why they're doing it, but I don't like it. I've paid for weather timeline. I may as well just keep using it because I'm not going to keep paying for something. When I think weather timeline does all that stuff just fine. I like being told by my phone that it's going to start raining in seven minutes. Pretty sweet. Uh, but yeah, sorry to, to rain on your parade there, Zook. But yeah, Dark Skies, if you're a weather junkie, definitely check it out because you may really like it. Uh, my favorite is, I think, a precursor to Judgment Day. Uh, somebody decided to take some Lego Mindstorm technology and make a robot that plays guitar. Uh, and yeah, it's it's kind of noisy, but it's kind of cool because it goes with the guitar music, I think. It kind of just adds to it. Uh, but yeah, it's kind of disturbing at the same time that it is awesome. Because you know that if you can get Legos to play guitar, it's only a matter of time before you have somebody make a Lego Terminator that extinguishes humankind. So, yeah, check it out. And Zook is busy playing with his weather app. Well, now I'm checking out weather timeline. Thanks a lot, Zoner. Yeah, it's what I do. I, I break people's hopes and dreams. Sorry. But that's our show for tonight, while Zook is obsessed with his phone. Uh, thank you to our sponsors, uh, WP Cycle, Krypton Radio, all you other people, Radio KSCR. I don't even remember them all, Zook. 
feedback at StolenDroids.com. Follow us on yes. Twitter, Facebook. Leave us some feedback. Give us a call 801-917-GEEK. Oh, it's going to rain here in about an hour. And until next time, <laughs> cheers. Have a good day. This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.